We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Hometown Ghost Stories contains serious and often distressing events and is not intended for all audiences. Viewer discretion is advised. Well, 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 we are here for a very, very special episode of Hometown Ghost Stories. I am joined by Dave Wilkins, who is clearly on mute and is probably not going to remember to take himself off mute. I would have indeed not remembered if you didn't say anything right there. Yeah, that's that's because I'm the professional here. Clearly, we have Jesse messing up where he's sending messages. We have you on mute. Uh, Jesse, you will be joining us very, very shortly. But tonight, let's start off with what we're doing tonight. If you are listening on the podcast feed and this is your first episode, don't start here. Go listen. <laughs> go listen to an, a, a numbered episode. We are just doing a little fun thing tonight that we're going to play on the podcast feed as well. We're doing Campfire Ghost Stories with a little bit of a twist. We are going to be doing them with using AI to write them on the spot. And the twist is we have elected for members of our Discord to give us prompts to enter to write these ghost stories around these specific prompts, whether it's a location or a type of something. And then we're going to have it write it and we're going to read it on stream and on your podcast in your earballs. And I think this is going to be a lot of fun, Dave. Yeah, I think it is too. It's kind of like Mad Libs, right? Where you just, you have like, you have the AI generated story, but you add your own basically keywords, your nouns and verbs and adjectives. And it just, it, it can come up with something. We've seen it come up with really creepy stuff and we've mm -hmm. seen it come up with absolutely batshit bonkers, hilarious stuff. So it could be a mixture of both. And at the end of the episode, we are having our first ever segment of listener submitted ghost stories. So we have two different um, ghost stories from two different listeners that have submitted. And I did get their permission to share those stories and their names. So we'll be doing that towards the end of the show. Which is going to be a lot of fun as well. Um, the way we're going to be doing these prompts is also fun. We are going to have wheels with all of the prompts on it. And we are going to spin with the wheel two or three times and have the ghost story written by randomly assigning it these things. So going to be a lot of uh, a lot of fun for this one. Dave, do you have a story to start us off with? I think you said um, you had one. I Well, I was just messing around with it, and I was just punching random keywords, and it did come up with a couple of ridiculous stories. So um, just testing it out, <laughs> I, uh, I plugged in, tell us a ghost story about a silent farmer and his worm shoulders. Oh, good. So... We can start off with this one. Let's do it. Once upon a time, in a small village, nestled in the heart of the countryside, there lived a farmer named Isaac. He was a man of few words and preferred to keep to himself, spending most of his days tending to his crops and livestock. Despite his silent nature, Isaac was well-liked by his fellow villagers, who appreciated his hard work and dedication to his farm. However, there was one thing about him that gave them pause his shoulders. Isaac had always been a broad-shouldered a broad man, but in recent years his shoulders had taken an 
strange, almost grotesque appearance. They bulged out of his shirt like two massive lumps, and when he walked, they swayed back and forth like wriggling worms. The villagers whispered amongst themselves about what could have caused Isaac's bizarre deformity. Some speculated it was a result of a childhood injury that he never fully recovered from, while others whispered that he had made a deal with the devil in exchange for a bountiful harvest. Despite their curiosity, no one dared to ask Isaac about his strange shoulders for fear of offending him, causing him to withdraw even further into himself. One dark and stormy night, a group of young boys from the village dared each other to sneak onto Isaac's property and steal a pumpkin from his patch. The boys crept through the fields, giggling nervously as they approached the farmer's house. As they neared the pumpkin patch, they heard a sound that made their blood run cold. A low, guttural moan that seeped and seemed to be coming from somewhere deep within the earth. They looked around, but they saw nothing. Then suddenly, they caught sight of Isaac emerging from the shadows. His shoulders were heaving, and as they stepped closer, the boys realized with horror that they weren't just bulging out of his shirt, they were alive. Thousands of wriggling worms had burrowed into Isaac's flesh, creating two massive quivering mounds that seemed to have a life of their own. The boys tried to run, but their feet seemed rooted on the spot. Isaac let out another, another moan, louder this time, and the worms on his shoulders began to writhe and twist in a frenzied dance. The boys screamed as they watched the farmer approach, his eyes glazed over, and his mouth twisted into a grotesque smile. And then, just as suddenly as it started, the moaning stopped. Isaac's shoulders slumped, and the worms fell silent. The boys stumbled backwards, tripping over each other, in their haste to get away. As they fled, they heard a whispered voice on the wind, barely audible over the pounding of their hearts. Stay away from my pumpkins, it hissed, or suffer the same fate as these worms. The end. <laughs> so is this a story about Jesse and his terrible shoulders? <laughs> Inspired by Jesse and his <laughs> Or as Andrew would say, his, his snowman arms. Oh, snowman arms. I like that one. <laughs> yes, it's good. So that is like the perfect taste of what we're going to be doing tonight with these with these stories. Um, I've been messing around with this for what, like a month, a month and a half, and I've just been sending you guys stories that I write. So I, we thought it would be fun. We've teased it a few times on the show, but we just thought this would be fun to do with the audience and uh, break it up a little bit. We tell terrifying stories. We do have fun in the discussion portion afterwards, but like, let's just do a fun little stream, fun little podcast, tell some ghost stories, and we'll save the scarier stuff for the end with people's actual stories. I will say this this story that I just typed in, I was joking with it, you know, having fun. Worm shoulders sounds like a funny thing. Uh, but it actually ended up almost being like a terrifying, like body horror situation. Yeah. <laughs> actually really made me uncomfortable with some of the uh, imagery that was painted by this weird old AI robot. And if you're unfamiliar with like the AI, if after you put the input, you just watch it generate the entire story. It just writes it on the spot. It's it's pretty crazy. Um I've done it with some of the other stuff that aren't ghost story related. I just thought this was like, for me, this is my favorite way to use it. Obviously, we're a ghost show. We do ghost things. And I just find it to be incredibly fun. And we have Jesse Wilkins joining us. It's good to be here, boys. Are you ready to tell some scary and probably not scary stories on the show? Oh, I'm, I'm ready. I've been looking forward to this all week. 
I think it's a great idea and uh, it's fun. So reason I'm late is I was exporting the video that I had uh, prepared by typing some random stuff into the AI generator and it came out good, but I wanted to do a little video to go along with it. And of course, um, it took longer than expected to export a lot longer than it should have for a three minute video, but we'll go over that later. Yeah. We'll leak. This is why you guys need to join Patreon so that we can upgrade Jesse's dinosaur computer and he can export stuff in the proper amount of time so he's never late for the show again. My computer is a rocket ship compared to yours and it's worth about three of yours. But yes, it's a dinosaur. Sure. Sure. Yet, yet I export videos in 10 seconds. I get into phasmophobia lobbies Rob immediately. Uses, Rob uses my first video editor, Play School Edition video editing software that edits tiny little childlike videos much faster than mine. All right. Uh, welcome to sure everyone. This is what we want to do. <laughs> <laughs> Hanging out in live chat, including myself, who accidentally typed in live chat instead of the direct messages. But, you know, we're, we're, we're brand new at this. You know, this is our first episode. So welcome in. Uh, but, yeah, what's up, everybody? And what's up to everyone who hung out in our very interesting phasmophobia stream the other night that was a little surprise one so yeah uh matthew t says uh hometown late to the show excuses Agreed. Mm. public squad says it. hometown late for work stories <laughs> <laughs> brennan says i'm late but i'm here welcome to the club me too so all right so are you gonna are you gonna run this video for us uh yeah let's do that <laughs> i was gonna put together the wheel uh, andrew but... says they're measuring disc sizes <laughs> <laughs> nice nice solid comment solid comment um yeah you know what i can try to uh, upload this video and let's see if it works and do you want to keep it a surprise with the prompts were or do you want to say i oh, think you should have fun if you if you don't tell us what they were and we have to guess what prompts you put in oh that's an yeah. idea yeah i do like that idea so why don't we do that we can do that um give me one second Epsilon says, this is how Skynet starts. <laughs> it is terrifying how how well this thing does. Now, I mean, some of them, if you like, if you ask it, like, all right, write me a ghost story about Lizzie Borden. It kind of mm. feels like it, it might just like scan Wikipedia and reword pretty well, pretty elegantly the way it rewords it. But it seems like it kind of rewords some stuff from Wikipedia if you try to do that. Like if you try to um, just pull up some sort of thing. But I, I guess... What else would it really do? It's scouring the internet for stuff like that, but yeah. Uh, okay, let's see if this video works. It was a dark... Ooh, it does. Okay, all right, let's check it out, gentlemen. This one is called... The, the Don't old... tell us. Uh, okay, all right, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> this one's called I Don't Know, It's a Mystery. It was a dark and stormy night when Frank, Dave, Jesse, Janine, and Rob all around the age of 11, decided to have a sleepover in their friend's old farmhouse. The house was in the middle of nowhere, surrounded by fields and woods. The kids were excited to spend the night in such a spooky location, and they all brought their favorite scary movies to share. As the night wore on, the kids settled in their sleeping bags and tried to get some sleep. But just then, they heard a strange noise coming from the attic. It was a low, moaning sound, like someone in pain. At first, they thought it was just the wind, but the noise grew louder and more distinct. The kids were all scared, but they didn't want to show it. They decided to investigate and crept up the creaky stairs to the attic. When they reached the top, they saw an old trunk covered in cobwebs. The moaning sound 
was coming from inside the trunk. Frank and Dave tried to open the trunk, but it was locked. They were about to give up when they heard a voice, faint and distant. It was the voice of an old man, and he was telling a story. They listened closely. The story was about a family who had lived in the farmhouse many years ago. The family had a young daughter who had disappeared under mysterious circumstances. The old man's voice was full of sorrow and regret. Jesse, Janine, and Rob were mesmerized by the story, but they couldn't see the old man. They could only hear his voice. Suddenly, the noise stopped, and the trunk fell silent. The kids were left in the darkness, alone and scared. The next morning, none of them could shake the feeling of unease. They tried to convince themselves that it was just their imagination. They knew deep down that they had heard a voice, and they never forgot that night. Years went by, and they had all grown up and gone their separate ways, but they still remembered that night vividly. They had always wondered what had happened to the old man and his family. One night, out of curiosity, they all got together and decided to go back to the farmhouse to see if anything had changed. As they approached the home, they felt a chill run down their spines. The farmhouse looked just as spooky as they had remembered it. Frank, Dave, Jesse, Janine, and Rob made their way to the attic, and there they saw the old trunk covered in cobwebs, just as it had been all those years ago. They remembered the ghostly voice that they had heard and wondered if it was just their imagination, but then they noticed that the trunk was unlocked. They opened it up and looked inside. To their horror, they saw two skeletons, one of a grown man and one of a little girl. They had been there all along, hidden away in the trunk. The friends were shocked and saddened by what they had found. They wondered how the old man and his daughter had died and why they had been hidden away in this trunk. They knew they had to find out more. They contacted the authorities and an investigation was launched. They knew about the old man who mostly kept to himself, but they never knew that he had a daughter. He never reported her missing and no one had thought to look for her. The investigation revealed that somebody had killed his daughter and his death looked like a suicide. They had been hidden away in this trunk for years until the night that these friends had found them. Frank. Dave, Jesse, Janine, and Rob were saddened by the tragic story, but they were also grateful that they had found the bodies and were able to see to it that they would have a proper burial. They knew that they would never forget the old man and his daughter, and they would always remember the strange story that the ghost of the man told them inside of the old farmhouse. All right, so definitely put in an old trunk in an old farmhouse into... Mm. And then our, the five of, uh, of us, our names. Yeah. That was always the three of us and, and uh, Jesse and my parents, Janine and Frank, mm-hmm. for those who um, don't know. Yeah, no, I didn't put in farmhouse because the first time that wrote the story, it said like an old castle or something like that. But they were just having a sleepover at their friend's old castle. I was like, that, who has one of those? So <laughs> I reprompted it. And uh, yeah, there was, a, there was a couple of adjustments. Yeah, the, the name. So first of all, that was, a, just, that was a really good story. Mm-hmm. 
it was a pretty good story. Yeah, it definitely could have used some tweaking, and I was very tempted just to like type in certain details to mm. make it my own. But I was like, no, this is the AI. This is the AI episode. We're gonna let AI do its thing. It was just a kind of a a sad story. Yeah, could have been a bouncy castle. Says it could have been a bouncy that- castle. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point, actually. Yeah, it could have been a bouncy castle. So, uh, what's your what's your deal with bouncy castles, Jesse? Not a fan. I guess I guess not. Yeah, I didn't even think of that, but yeah, that'd be a fun sleepover. Mm. Be hard to get any. Uh, Joe says that was a that was a good one, and uh, you know, Ian, this reminded me of that. It was like a cross between the uh, the movie It and the cross between whatever story Rob had brought up once about a skeleton inside of a trunk. Oh yeah, the I do remember that one. The girl that played hide and seek, and they never found her until like eighty years later or something like that. What a way to go. Mm. I was actually thinking of that when you told that story as well. Just like, this must have happened. Like, I bet this did happen at some point. Well, things like that did used to happen where kids would get accidentally like locked into cases and whatnot. It used to happen with old refrigerators too. That's why they don't have those old school latches anymore. Can you demonstrate this for us? If I had one, I would not because I'm <laughs> severely claustrophobic. <laughs> oh, that's that's a good thing for us to know. Mm, yeah. All right. All right. So the first thing we're going to do here is uh, the suggestions from our listener, Sydney, one of our favorites. Uh, mm. So these are all of her suggestions on one wheel. We will take how many of you want? How many should we get? Three out of these? We do it. We're doing uh, just a, a just a Sydney story. This is a just a Sydney a Sydney exclusive. Let's do two and see if we need a third one. All right. Sounds good. All right. So the first one. As the wheel goes around, we see Dave's dumb face spinning and spinning and spinning. And it's going to be about a leather jacket. That's prompt number one. Which is going to be interesting. And we're going to spin the wheel one more time as it goes around and around. Dave, are you getting dizzy yet? Uh, Yes. And a Harley Davidson trike. This actually goes together perfectly. It does. This is going to go well. I think we need a third, though. You think we need a third? I do think we need a third. Okay. Um, while we're spinning this, who is going to be generating this? Jesse, are you already plugging it in? No, I actually already forget what both of those prompts I are. So, one of you I guys. <laughs> we have, uh, well, what do we have jacket. so far? Leather jacket. I got What's it. the other one? I got it. Oh, the Harley, Harley Davidson trike. Yeah, spin the wheel as it goes around for the final time. It is going to be a gaming chair. Interesting. I hope we put the gaming chair on the trike. On the trike. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You have to do that. So Dave is in, inputting these prompts. It will start to tell a story, and Dave will read this story to us as it gets told. We can even at some point, we'll share the screen just to show you guys how it's writing it. We can do um, that right now, actually. If you want to see just how quick that goes. But I'm excited. These are These are, it started off with two prompts that were pretty, like, Perfect for each other, and then the gaming chair just kind of throws everything off. So. You can share that screen if you want to. All right, here we go. So I have it down, but you can't see it because it's hidden by this stupid you thing. Hide. You can click that. hide. Yeah. Oh, yep, it says hide right on. All right, ghost story about a leather jacket, Harley Davidson tricycle, and a gaming chair. Go. Let's see. All right, right, right off the bat. Here it goes. So you can see how quick it's writing. So let's hide this screen and let's read this story. <clears throat> Hold on. Right. I have something for you. For me. Yep, just to make it a little bit better. All right, so let me know if it uh, screws with my audio. Do I sound okay? 
We do. I think it, I think it just has to figure it out. Let's just let Dave and the music go. Mm-hmm. All right. I am going to start reading. If the audio screws up, obviously just stop the music. But here we go. Sydney's ghost story. There was a man named Jack who loved his leather jacket, Harley Davidson tricycle, and gaming chair more than anything else in the world. He was so attached to these possessions that he refused to let anyone else touch them, even his closest friends and family. One night, Jack was playing video games in his gaming chair, wearing his leather jacket, when he heard a strange noise coming from outside. He ignored it at first, but the noise grew louder and more persistent, so he got up to investigate. As he stepped outside, he noticed his Harley-Davidson tricycle was missing. He looked around frantically, but it was nowhere to be found. Suddenly, he felt a cold breeze and heard a faint whisper in his ear. Your possessions will be mine, the voice said, and Jack felt a chill run down his spine. He tried to run back inside, but the door slammed shut behind him, trapping him outside. Terrified, Jack turned around and saw his Harley-Davidson tricycle approaching him all by itself. The leather seat seemed to pulse with an eerie energy, and the handlebars twisted and turned as if controlled by an invisible force. Jack ran back into the house, but as soon as he entered, he realized he was not alone. His leather jacket was standing upright on its own, floating in the air, and the sleeves were reaching out towards him, as if trying to grab him. Panicking, Jack ran to his gaming chair, (laughs) hoping to find safety there. But as soon as he sat down, the chair suddenly started to shake violently, (laughs) as if possessed by a demon. Jack tried to get up, but he was trapped in the chair, unable to move. The leather jacket, the Harley-Davidson tricycle, and the gaming chair continued to move on their own, circling around Jack in a macabre (laughs) dance. And then, suddenly, everything went quiet. The next morning, Jack was found dead in his gaming chair. His leather jacket draped over his lifeless body. The Harley-Davidson tricycle and the gaming chair were nowhere to be found, as if they had never existed at all. From that day on, people claimed they could sometimes hear strange noises coming from Jack's old house, and some even claimed to have seen the ghostly apparitions of a leather jacket, a Harley Davidson tricycle, and a gaming chair haunting the property. But no one dared to go inside for fearing of suffering and the same fate as poor Jack. (laughs) That was amazing. That was the best one yet. The only thing it was missing was it needed to just say like the tire marks of the Harley Davidson tricycle on his lifeless body or something like that. <laughs> and I would have uh, lost it. Uh-huh. I would have. Yeah. Oh, that was so good. I love that so much. That was great. Stephanie says too funny. I, I don't know if I, I mean, this thing always surprised me, but I don't know if anything's going to get better than, than Sydney's uh, custom story there. So that was pretty good. All right, so for the rest of them, we're putting everything on a gigantic wheel, right? And just spinning a massive wheel. Yeah, we could do that. Let's do that. Um, but God, that story is so good. That's why I love it. It's like you you throw like the most random things and it just it finds a way to to just make it actually happen. <laughs> it just blows my mind sometimes. Um, we did the zombie pickle raptor story on here, right? We did, yep. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think what other one I had saved on here. So Sydney, um, for those, Brennan, 
Brennan's asking if we came up with topics earlier or if we can still do it. We had asked uh, in the Discord channel for people to send prompts earlier this yeah, week, so we're going to we'll, use those. And if you if you toss them in the in the comment section, anyways, if something's let's wait because otherwise I'm going to miss all of them. So um, <laughs> we'll open it up to YouTube in a little bit. Um, but for now, we're going to go through these Discord ones. So Sydney, for the rest of the ones that we didn't talk about, that I left those on the wheel as well, so you might still get some of your prompts uh, that could pop up in other stories, which includes Rob's House podcast and Microwave, which I really do hope Microwave pops up because. Mm. That should be a good one. Um, but I have more from Discord. I'm just trying to scan through and make... Oh, no, there's so many. Oh, my goodness. All right, give me a little bit. Uh, so while you're putting those together, one thing I did try to do, I just wanted to see what would pop up when I was doing my last episode. I was doing the Carl Tanzler episode, and I had already written it, but I asked ChatGPT to write me a um, story about Carl Tanzler. And it wasn't that good. Um, actually, it w- actually, it was fine. It's not, I titled it something else. I said, tell me a scary story about a corpse bride. Um, and I can read that story while Jesse's putting this wheel together if everybody wants. Yes, no, maybe. Sure. Okay. So once upon a time, there was a wealthy man named Victor who lived in a grand mansion on the outskirts of a small town. He had everything he could ever want, except for one thing, love. Wow, so loud. He had everything he could ever want, except for one thing, love. So he decided to marry a beautiful woman named Elizabeth, whom he had never met, but had fallen in love with through letters. So how does he know he was be- she was beautiful? What are we doing here? <laughs> On the day of their wedding, Victor arrived at the church to find that Elizabeth was nowhere to be found heartbroken he decided to leave the town and travel the world to forget about her years passed and victor eventually returned to the town where he had heard a strange rumor about a ghostly bride who who roamed the countryside at night searching for her missing groom intrigued he set out to investigate and soon came face to face with the ghostly figure of elizabeth to his shock he realized that she was not a ghost but a corpse that had been exhumed and reanimated by a mad scientist. Elizabeth had died on the day of their wedding and the scientist had brought her back to life using his twisted experiments. Now she roamed the countryside in search of her lost love and anyone who crossed her path was in grave danger. The townspeople lived in fear of the corpse bride, but no one dared to venture out at night for fear of encountering her. Victor, however, was not afraid. He felt a strange connection to the bride and was determined to uncover the truth about her strange existence. But as he delved deeper into the mystery, he realized that the mad scientist's experience had not only reanimated Elizabeth's body, but had also twisted her mind and filled her with a fierce hunger for revenge against those who had wronged her in life. And so the town lived in fear of the corpse bride, never knowing when she would come for them next, seeking her missing groom and seeking revenge against those who had wronged her. To this day, her ghostly figure is said to still haunt the countryside, searching for the love that was taken from her in life. So that was a that was a good story. It just didn't work for, well, you know, the episode last week. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. I was it's a good story. It's still a good story. There's some twe- again. Jesse brought it up. There's some things I would like to tweak in it to make it just a little bit better. But we we read them as written right now. For now. But if you were to use it, you can always just type in 
like the, the AI thing is so smart. You'd be like, no, no, no. Uh, she wasn't dead yet or something like that. And it would, it'll go back and first it'll apologize and then it'll go back and adjust the story for you. It's pretty cool. All right. So we have our giant wheel. This is the wheel of discord suggestions. And we are also going to, uh, we are also going to do, we're going to open it up to YouTube in a little bit here. So let's get it going. Uh, it's a big wheel, lots of things on here. And, um, it was actually a Harley Davidson tricycle. What? That's, a big, that's a big wheel joke. Oh, nice job. Oh, yep. All right. <laughs> so what are we taking, three out of each one for now? Uh, well, let's see what the first two are, and if we think there's a third that's needed, we will do a third. How's that sound? Sounds like a Who's plan. punching this one in? Uh, I can one of you guys. Yeah. Who's the top left, asked Taco? Well, that is I, Jesse. What, do we not have our names displayed today? We don't. Absolute bots. Well, spin, spin this wheel. All right, let's rock and roll. All right, we got the wheel going around. It still has Dave's dumb face in the center of it. Mm-hmm. And our first <laughs> prompt is going to be day-old pizza. So this story is going to be very scary. I can already tell mm. that we are going to be um, telling some very terrifying stories. So day-old pizza. TikTok influencer is number two. And do you want to go with that? Yeah. All right. So I told to write me a ghost story about day old pizza and, t- and a TikTok influencer. I thought we were doing three now. Well, I just asked you, I said, do you want to do those two? And you said, yes. Oh, well, I, th- I thought you were asking if you want me to keep those two. I was like, I didn't know we had any choice to back out of this. Uh, yeah. Add melted butter in there as well. It already has a story for me. We're ready to go. Okay, Amend it. I'm going to leave melted butter in there. No, you don't have to. Let's just hear it. All right, fine. All right. It was a dark and stormy night when Sarah, a popular TikTok influencer, decided to order a large pepperoni pizza. She was home alone, scrolling through her phone, and thought some cheesy goodness would be the perfect accompaniment to her late night TikTok binge. The pizza arrived in less than 30 minutes. And Sarah eagerly took a slice and started recording her latest TikTok video. She took a big bite of the pizza and tried to act surprised and delighted for her followers. But as she continued to eat, something felt off. The cheese was rubbery. The crust was soggy. And the pepperoni tasted like it had been sitting out for hours. Sarah pushed the pizza aside and decided to call it a night. But as she was getting ready for bed, she heard strange noises coming from the kitchen. She tiptoed to the door and peeked inside, only to see the pizza box slowly opening by itself. Suddenly, a cold wind blew through the room, and Sarah felt a chill run down her spine. She tried to close the box, but it wouldn't budge. And then she saw something moving inside the box. It was a ghostly figure with a pale face and glowing eyes covered in day-old pizza. Sarah screamed and ran out of the room, but the ghost followed her, hovering ominously behind her. She tried to call for help, but her phone was dead. She was trapped, alone, with a pizza ghost. <laughs> for, was, that actually, was that actually in the story? It is, yeah. the pizza ghost. Yeah. <laughs> for the rest of the night, 
Sarah could hear the ghostly figure moving around the house, rattling doors and knocking over furniture. She tried to stay hidden in her room, but the ghost seemed to know where she was at all times. As the sun rose, the ghost finally disappeared, leaving Sarah alone and terrified. She never spoke of the pizza ghost again, but from that day on, she always checked her food carefully before taking a bite. And as for her followers, they could see the terror in her eyes in her latest TikTok video, which became one of the most talked about videos on the platform. Not bad. Not bad. I love Pizza Ghost. That's a great one. Nick, I apologize. He says it's his first time here and he's definitely not disappointed. Which is good. Well, that's good. It sets, the, it sets the bar real low. So. <laughs> there are other episodes, I promise. <laughs> They're yeah. all so good. What's this, is like, this is still mind blowing to me that it can take, like, this stuff is even more impressive than when you ask it to try to write, like, a scary story. Yeah. Because a lot of times it is, like, relatively creepy. You definitely could use a little more, you know, Tweaking King in it. <laughs> you know what I mean, but like it's it's coherent, which is good. But for it to take these things and make sense of it and turn it all into a ghost story, that's pretty good. Yeah, I wasn't sure how it was gonna like handle like the random prompts, right? I, I figured like if anything, it would just like plug in the word randomly and then just go on with a generic ghost story, but it actually mm-hmm. incorporates them brilliantly and it does it so fast. It it, it really is impressive. That's what I thought it was gonna do in the first story in Sydney's story there where it talked about like the leather jacket and it was like this guy was sitting in his gaming chair wearing his leather jacket. I was like, yeah. oh, well, we banged out two of them. It doesn't have to talk about it anymore. It's like cheating on a homework assignment. All right. Mm. But Let's but see. then it surprises you and it turned them all into killing <laughs> machines. I love that people still saw the this people still claim to see the apparition of the gaming chair. It's like dude you're just you're just seeing furniture. <laughs> <laughs> seeing furniture in the house it's still there <laughs> but i did like that he, when he was dead in his gaming chair they had draped the jacket over him like, yeah. Yeah, pretty damn cool pretty damn cool all right let's hop into the next one boys yeah i'm gonna punch these ones in okay, all right so then- we are gonna spin this wheel again and as the wheel spins dave's going around in a circle he looks dumb still and the first prompt is spam now that could go a few different ways, like spam mail, spam the food. I'm not really sure which one it's going to give. But let's go for the second one as the wheel spins up. It is going to be oh, no. microwave. Microwave. <laughs> microwave spam is already terrifying. So we're going to do a third one here. We got the wheel spinning. And it is another food-related oh. item. Grilled cheese monster. Grilled cheese cheese monster. monster. I like this. I like where this is going. (laughs) This is it's all um it's all coming together for this one. We have everything that is related. It is going to do what it's supposed to do. Generating right now. This ought to be interesting. All food. All food with a microwave. It's gonna be interesting. For sure. Do we want background music on this one or do you not want it? I feel like it's messing with the audio. Let's skip it. All right. Yeah, let's skip it. I'll add it into the podcast after. Make it a little bit mm, a little idea. bit more production quality for us there. You know? Good idea. All right, here we go. Once upon a time in a small town in the middle of nowhere, there was a girl named Sally who loved to experiment with food. She loved trying new recipes and her favorite snack was a grilled cheese sandwich. One day... 
While browsing the internet for new ideas, she stumbled upon a recipe for a grilled cheese monster sandwich that promised to be the ultimate comfort food. Excited to try out this new recipe, Sally went to the store to buy all the ingredients. She got everything she needed, including a package of Spam, which she had never cooked before. When she got home, she prepared the monster sandwich, which consisted of layers of melted cheese, Spam, and bread. She put it in the microwave for a few minutes and waited for it to cook. It sounds absolutely <laughs> awful. <laughs> As she was writing, she heard strange noises coming from the microwave. It sounded like something was moving inside, but when mm. she looked, there was nothing there. She assumed it was just the sound of the cheese melting, so she shrugged it off and took out the sandwich. To her surprise, the sandwich had transformed into a monster with glowing eyes and razor-sharp teeth. Sally was terrified and didn't know what to do. The monster started chasing her around the house, wreaking havoc and destroying everything in its path. Sally realized the monster had been created by the spam she used in the sandwich. It had somehow become possessed. How did she realize into... that? <laughs> she, I know, she needed a, uh, an exposition dump. <laughs> uh, it had somehow become possessed and turned into a grilled cheese monster. She knew she had to stop it before it caused any more damage. She grabbed a broomstick and swung it at the monster, but it just laughed and continued to chase her. Sally was running out of options. But then she remembered something her grandmother had told her. If you ever encounter a ghost, there's sprinkle salt around it to trap it. Without hesitation, Sally ran to the kitchen and grabbed a container of salt. She sprinkled it around the monster, and it immediately stopped moving. Sally knew that she had trapped the monster and that it wouldn't be able to escape. She called her friends and family to come and see the monster she had created. They were all amazed and couldn't believe what they were seeing. They took pictures and videos, and the story of the grilled cheese monster became a legend in the town. From that day on, Sally never used spam in her recipes again. She learned that sometimes experimenting with food can lead to unexpected consequences. And as for the grilled cheese monster, it remained trapped in Sally's house, becoming a warning to others who dared mess with the food they didn't understand. <laughs> Imagine just leaving it, just like, ah, it's just there forever now, this grilled cheese monster. Just make sure you walk around it when you come in the kitchen. I was glad it actually went back and turned the grilled cheese into a monster, because when it first incorporated grilled cheese monster, I thought they were going the angle that it was going to be like a, just a large sandwich, like a monster mm -hmm. grilled cheese. Yeah, which but, would have uh, been fair. It would have been just made it smarter than that. Yes. I uh, mean, so that's I just, the way I would have played it. Absolutely. I just scrolled back in Discord and I realized that there was a whole bunch more prop prompts. So I'm mm. adding those in right now. So don't think I forgot about you. I just didn't realize there were so many. Oh, there Papa was. Squatch says uh, that's what haunts the Sally house. <laughs> I, I hope so. Mm. I hope we go to the Sally house and there's just a grilled cheese monster surrounded by salt. <laughs> the natural enemy of ghost, ghost food. Salt. And slugs. And, and slugs. slugs. <laughs> also natural enemy of slugs, absolutely. Yes. Um, I, I think I pretty much have everything. I got three more from Papa Squatch here, and then we'll be good. I'll do the next one since I haven't read one yet. This is more fun than I thought it was going to be. Like, I knew it was going to be fun, but uh, we have I'm just Yeah, I, I'm just constantly shocked, not just at the fact that it can string in words and mm -hmm. make it, like, grammatically correct, but the fact that 
it that it's making these random subjects absolutely coherent and it's it's pretty impressive so uh we're gonna spin the wheel another time here all right i'll throw these ones in no i got this one okay good good and the wheel's going around and the first one is going to be the word treasure Hell yeah. So, so treasure always makes a ghost story fun. So that's that's going to be good. We might get a scary one. We might we have scary prompts on the actual wheel. And then we get sports entertainer. Could still go scary. It could be. All right, why don't you spin it one more time, Jesse? We'll hit a third prompt here. As the wheel goes around, I don't know which one I want it to land on. Oh, oh, go zombie. Go zombie. Go zombie. Oh, radio. Uh, radio should be fine. I think radio could be oh, fine. Radio, one, sports, though. entertainer, and treasure. Hmm. It's going to be an interesting mix. I think it's actually going to be pretty. I think this is going to be definitely more scary than the grilled cheese monster that was running around the kitchen. I'm just going to throw out that guess right now. Uh, maybe. I don't it's know. I thought that was pretty point. scary. She hit it with a broom and it didn't affect it, Rob. It's terrifying. <laughs> My favorite part was it was like she realized the spam was the reason behind this. It's like, how? Well, by deductive reasoning. <laughs> it's always the spam. All right, gentlemen. In a small town in the heart of Appalachia. Appalachia? Appalachia. Appalachia. There was a local sports entertainer named Billy the Crusher Thompson. He was a burly man with a thick beard and a booming voice that could fill any arena. Billy was a beloved figure in the town, and he had made a name for himself in the ring as one of the toughest wrestlers around. One day, while exploring the nearby mountains, Billy stumbled upon an old radio buried in the dirt. He dusted it off and turned it on, but all he heard was static. However, he continued to fiddle with the knobs and he heard a faint voice whispering through the static. The voice spoke of treasure hidden deep within the mountains, waiting for someone brave enough to find it. Billy was intrigued, and he set out on a treasure hunt. He spent weeks searching the mountains, but every time he thought he was getting close to the treasure, something strange would happen. Shadows would flit. Flit. That's a word we got to use more often. Shadows would flit by in the corner of his eye. He heard whispers on the wind, and his radio would sometimes pick up strange, otherworldly voices. One night, he was camping out in the mountains. Billy woke up to find his tent shaking violently. He stumbled outside and found a ghostly figure floating in front of him. The ghostly figure pointed towards a nearby cave, and Billy knew that this was where he had to go to find the treasure. With a pounding heart, Billy entered the cave, his trusty radio in hand. The cave was dark and damp, and the only sound was the echoing drip of water. But as he ventured deeper, the static on his radio grew louder and louder until suddenly a voice spoke to him through the radio. Turn back, the voice warned. The treasure is cursed, and it will bring you nothing but misery. But Billy was determined and he pushed on. Finally, he reached a chamber deep within the cave where he saw a glimmering pile of gold and jewels. As he reached out to touch it, he felt a cold breath on the back of his neck. When he turned around, 
he saw the ghostly figure from earlier hovering above the treasure. You should have listened to me, the ghostly figure whispered, before vanishing into thin air. Billy fled the cave as fast as he could, leaving the cursed treasure behind. But he never forgot about that night, and he never went back to the mountains again. From that day on, he kept his trusty radio close by his side, always listening for any strange voices or whispers that might warn him of danger. That was fun. That was good. That was a good one. Tied it all in. It, it, it always does that. It always ties it all together perfectly. I would have right. preferred to have like the cave collapse on him because it was cursed or something mm-hmm. and that the warning to turn back was heeded, but still good. I would have preferred that it collapsed on him and then those that came around the old cave entrance would always get like belly to back suplexed or something by the ghost <laughs> of Billy. That would have been the way to do it. Absolutely. Um, all right. So let's do another. Another. And we will spin the wheel yet again. And thanks to everyone that did put the prompts in. It makes it so much more fun when Definitely. you go into the Discord. You actually drop some of the prompts. And I love that most of the people in our Discord mixed it up. They threw funny ones in, but they also threw in, like, legitimate things to make it, to make, like, that one that just happened, an actual, like, scary story. Yep. It, it, the creativity is uh, still still shocking to me. All right, let's give another spin here. All right, as the wheel goes around, do we have anything that we want it to land on? Melted butter for sure. Uh, it could be short oh, men. It's it short be, men. It's short men. <laughs> Who's typing this one in? I'll do I it. got it. My, my dad texted us. He wants us to try something. He said it'll definitely work. He said at the end of it, add in the character of Groucho Marx. I just tested it. It will work. So that could be a fun add-on. So let me All try right. this. All right, so are you doing story this one? About yeah, I'll grab the finish, grab the next one. Short men. As Dave types the loudest I've ever heard anybody type sorry, in their sorry. entire world. We also have assistant to the regional manager. <laughs> <laughs> so we have short men and assistant to the regional manager. Challenge, challenge to you, AI, for making this one scary. <laughs> the third one will be. As it goes around, I'm hoping for chupacabras just to make Ooh. it like really. Ooh, oh, give me Oh. That's I can this, spice it up. That might spice it up real well. So interested to see. Are you going to do the voice of Groucho Marx? Is that your game plan? I'll try. I mean, I think Groucho Marx is what? That's right. Groucho yeah. Marx. Yeah. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse, carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see, we could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. At the Coca-Cola Company, Keurig Dr. Pepper, and PepsiCo, some of our bottles can be remade in a whole new way, using 100% recycled plastic. New bottles using no new plastic, except the caps and labels. Learn more at madetoberemade.org. Yeah. Hang on, I'll try. Hang on. You can't tell me to hold on, because then I stop talking, and then it gets No, really sorry, weird. I'm sorry. Don't, don't hold on. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like, what are we doing here, Dave? This is podcasting 101. Sorry. Keep entertaining. I gotta try something. Everybody, else. stop talking while we wait. Yeah. <laughs> Just let Dave think. <laughs> yeah.
can't do it with all these things around here. Uh, I am excited to see if, imagine if this short men story just calls. It's like, and all the short men named Dave. That'd be amazing. That if would it were be, Rob's story, I would, I would not trust you to not manipulate it to do so. <laughs> well, it was supposed to be my story. This was supposed to be me doing this one. And uh, Dave stepped in and stole my, stole my story. I'm not happy about it. Trying to always be the star of the show. He's actually slowing it down. <laughs> in the meantime, if you folks haven't already, if you do enjoy the show or if you do enjoy the rest of our shows, except for this one, um, <laughs> make sure you swing on over to Apple Podcasts. Leave us a five-star review. We will read it out on the show. We actually got quite a few reviews this week, which is always fun. So make sure you guys um, do that if you haven't already. If you do listen on Spotify, you can drop us a review there as well. And then you can just email us a write-up if you want us to read it out, read it out on the show, hometownghoststories at gmail.com. Dave, how are we doing over there? Good. Good to go. All right, All right. Let's do it. All right. Hello, folks. Groucho Marx here. Once upon a time, there was a small town in Ireland where the legend of the Banshee was widely believed. The locals would warn outsiders not to stay after dark. I hate Less- it. You hate what? <laughs> but what's the problem, Rob? I didn't think you could hear me because I'm not on screen. Just continue. Speaking <laughs> out loud. Dave, you keep doing all the wind out of my discouraged. <laughs> I am going to mute Rob and you're going to do a great job. Go ahead. The locals would warn outsiders not to stay out after dark, lest they be haunted by the whales of the Banshee. But one man, an assistant to the regional manager, didn't believe in such superstitions. He scoffed at the idea of a ghostly figure, convinced that it was just a tall tale. One day, while wandering through the town, he met a group of short men dressed in old-fashioned clothes. They introduced themselves as the leprechauns and claimed to be the guardians of the town. The assistant to the regional manager couldn't help but chuckle at the appearance and their claim. But as night fell, things started to get strange. The banshees' wails echoed through the town, causing everyone to tremble in fear. The assistant to the regional manager was certain that it was just a prank being played by the locals. But as he walked down the deserted streets, he saw the leprechauns again. And this time, they weren't smiling. They warned him that the Banshee was real and that he needed to leave town before it was too late. But the assistant to the regional manager refused to listen. He was determined to prove that there was no such thing as ghosts. That's when her mother, a ghostly figure dressed in a white gown with long black hair and piercing red eyes. It was the Banshee, and she was coming straight towards him. The assistant to the regional manager tried to run, but she was too fast. She let out a blood-curdling scream, and he fell to the ground, paralyzed with fear. The next morning, the locals found the assistant to the regional manager lying on the ground, pale and lifeless. From that day on, they warned outsiders not to stay out after dark for fear of the Banshee's wrath. And the leprechauns, who had warned the assistant to the regional manager of the danger, remained the guardians of the town, keeping watch over it for eternity. I like that it just decided to do leprechauns. <laughs> well, it's funny because we, we gave Banshee... As a prompt, the Banshee it does originate in Ireland. That's yeah, Irish. So yep. it, they associated the Irish with the uh, with the short men as leprechauns. So they were wearing and, suits. Uh, they were wearing suits. Where did the Groucho marks come in on this? What do you mean? That was the just, uh, just the, the voice. Yeah. I mean, I have no idea if that was a Groucho Marx voice. I don't know. I'm not familiar enough with Groucho Marx to do a Groucho Marx voice. But I thought it did. you were putting it in the prompt, though. Did I you did. It? You didn't hear it say, good, good evening, folks. I'm Groucho Marx. Like, it added that. <laughs> oh, sorry. Oh. Oh, wow. I actually missed that as well. Yeah, but same. Nicely done. Nicely done. How You're always you so that? brave with your accents. I'm always self-conscious. and Unless it's a little bitch's child. <laughs> 
Anyways, all right, let's uh let's spin it again. Let's see what we get. I think right, we do yeah. like how many more of these do you want to do? Like one or two more of these, and then we'll open it up to the YouTube comments. Yeah, let's do all that. All right, cool. Yeah, we'll do one each of these and then uh then we'll we'll switch it up. I mean, Dave, do you want to do all the other stories since you're already stealing me and Jesse's thunder throughout the night? Oh, sure. yeah. no. goes to Dave. All right, we got a witch. Uh, who's with Rob? This one's you, right? Yeah, I got it. All right. So, which is the first prompt? I wait, it almost landed on the ghost of Dave. That was what I wanted the most. Okay. And give me my last prompt. Is the wheel going? Is the wheel spinning? You didn't take podcast. Oh, did, we didn't get podcast. We didn't before. do it. Yeah, but we do have vegan werewolf. So we have a oh. vegan werewolf and a witch in this one. Papa Squatch brings up a good point. He's like, I think the AI uh, was just trying to get extra words by repeating assistant to the regional manager. <laughs> I did. I liked that. It just kept saying it over and over again. <laughs> a farmer of rubber chickens. Indeed. Okay. So we have our prompts for this one. Rob, whenever you're ready. Um. It's just moving on me, so I kind of want to get it so that it's a little bit stationary so the text isn't... Oh, it's still typing? Yeah. Okay. Oh, man. This I feel is... like the length of these stories is pretty much perfect, too. Mm. Yeah, until you hear this one. <laughs> this one. They went a little deep on this one, but we'll... No, uh, no. It looks like there's a lot of dialogue in this one. All right. In the small town of Wisteria, there was a legend about an old witch who lived deep in the woods. She was said to have the power to control the animals of the forest and to curse anyone who crossed her path. I hate it. One day, a rubber chicken farmer named Henry was passing through the woods when he stumbled upon the witch's cottage. He didn't believe in the legend, so he decided to knock on the door and ask for directions. The witch answered the door, and Henry noticed that she was holding a strange-looking plant. What do you want? She cackled. Oh, I'm just looking for the way of the way out of the woods, said Henry, holding up his map. Was she from Weymouth? <laughs> what do you want? Get off my porch! The witches of Weymouth and Westerer. <laughs> the witch eyed him suspiciously. You don't believe in my powers, do you? <laughs> Henry laughed nervously. <laughs> no, of course not. I'm just trying to get back to my rubber chicken farm. But as he turned to leave, he heard a strange noise coming from the woods. It sounded like an animal howling, but it was unlike any sound he had ever heard before. Suddenly, a figure emerged from the trees. It was a werewolf, but not like any but not like any werewolf Henry had ever seen. This one was small and skinny, with shaggy brown fur and a sad look in its eyes. The witch cackled again. <laughs> My friend the vegan the vegan werewolf has come to join us. Henry was confused. Vegan werewolf? What are you talking about? The witch explained that the werewolf had been cursed by a rival witch, and now it could eat only vegetables. It was a lonely creature, shunned by the other werewolves and feared by the humans. Henry felt sorry for the werewolf and decided to help it. He offered to take it back to his farm and give it a safe place to stay. The witch laughed again. Very well! But be warned, Henry, the curse of the witch is strong, 
and will follow you wherever you go. Henry shrugged. Henry shrugged off her warning and set off with the werewolf, but as they left the woods, they felt a strange presence behind them. They turned around and saw the witch hovering in the air, her eyes glowing with malice. From that day on, strange things began to happen on Henry's farm. The rubber chickens would disappear, and eerie howls could be heard in the night. The werewolf was happy, but Henry was becoming more and more afraid. One day, he decided to confront the witch. He went back to the woods, armed with a silver stake and a heart full of courage. He found the witch's cottage, but when he entered, he saw only a pile of ashes where the witch had once stood. The curse had finally caught up with her. Henry went back to his farm, and from that day on, he never saw or heard from the witch or the curse again. The werewolf stayed with him for many years, and the two of them became fast friends. And though they never forgot the legend of the witch in the woods, they knew that sometimes the things that scare us can also bring us together. It ended up being a friendship story. <laughs> <laughs> the Look real tale. With the vegan werewolf. Was the werewolf friends we made along the way. <laughs> I liked that story. I actually... That low-key might have been my favorite story yet. It's so <laughs> stupid. But so good. So good. All right. I believe the next one is me. So let's... Uh, I just like that the witch stood in the same spot. Like, the witch never moved. Like, and it was... it was a pile of ashes where the witch which one stood it's like does she not walk she doesn't <laughs> move around she was yeah. hovering around the woods earlier yeah <laughs> talking shit and everything <laughs> <laughs> and we'll do the final story for this list and then we'll move on and open it up to youtube all right so i'm do youtube right now we still have um the listener submitted ghost stories to get to also mm-hmm. yeah all right Ooh. we have vacant cabins Starting off real strong with this one. We're getting a good setting. I, I want to see where this goes. I'm hoping... What do I want on this wheel? Oh, the ghost of Dave would be very good on this one. Mm. In a vacant cabin in the woods? Yeah. Absolutely. All right. It looks like... Oh, we're Ooh, getting baby. coffin. Oh, man. All right. We're getting evil dead. <laughs> we have a coffin. We have a uh, abandoned... Vacant cabin in the woods. Cabin in the woods. No. God Don't land it. on po- who did this? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> who suggested Pokemon? Ah, this was gonna be so good. This was gonna be so good. And then a fourth po- one. I know I'm going through this Why not? to find out to find out who typed in Pokemon so I can ban them forever. <laughs> I don't even see it. So you added it then. If nobody else added it, that means you added it. <laughs> That's right. Uh, oh my goodness. Dave, we didn't add all of yours. Oh, we're going to add those into the YouTube ones next because those are all way too good. Did you did you not add mine either? What are you doing? It was Papa there? Squatch. Papa Squatch. Okay, we're taking that one out because it was Papa Squatch. I, we expect <laughs> we better mean? from you. <laughs> wow. Papa Squatch. In, in this... In this oh, my God. Shade. Don't be bucking. Hey, you, can't, you can't do another location. You have to spin again. All right, all right. It's, it's, a la- just, it's the last one for this list. We're going to make it a banger. Yeah, we gotta make it good. Uh, Jesus oh my it, God! Can we just can we pretend? Yeah, can yep. we pretend to put Ghost of Dave? Right. Ghost of Dave. Look at it's on it. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing to see here, folks. Just this is relax. the rare. 
this is the rare occasion, ladies and gentlemen, where we actually do make the rules. So <laughs> <laughs> everybody it's, calm down. It's never been said before, but yeah. So Papa Squatch did like three of these other problems that landed. <laughs> so it's fine that we take out one of his. It's not a big deal. All right. <laughs> Jesse, are you generating this one? I am generating it. Yep. Nice. I'm excited for this one. Yeah, this is going to be a pretty good one, I believe. I'm, I'm excited for this one. Yeah, it's ready. All right, let's, let's do it. Once upon a time, in a dense forest, stood a cabin that had been abandoned for years. It was said that the cabin was once owned by a man named Dave. He had passed away many years ago. People had reported seeing strange things around the cabin, like a coffin that would appear and disappear, and the sound of footsteps, even when no one was around. One day, a group tiny of friends. Footsteps. How did I hear that? If no one's around, who's hearing the footsteps? Yeah. Anyways, they're, they're so tiny. <laughs> one day, a group of friends decided to go on a weekend camping trip, and stumbled upon the abandoned cabin. They were excited to explore it and spent the afternoon clearing out the debris that had accumulated over the years. As they were cleaning, they stumbled on a mysterious coffin in the corner of the cabin. They tried to open it, but it was locked tight, and they couldn't find a key anywhere. Do coffins have keys? Yeah, some of them do. Do they? Why would you need a key on a coffin? It's, the, if it's a vampire, you'd want to lock it in the coffin. Yeah, that's a good point. As the sun began to set, they decided to make a fire and settle in for their night. They sat around the fire, roasting marshmallows and telling ghost stories. Suddenly, they heard footsteps coming from the direction of the cabin. They looked around, but no one was there. The footsteps grew louder, and they realized they were coming from inside the cabin. The group hesitantly made their way back to the cabin, and as they approached, they saw a figure in the window. They called out to the figure, but it didn't respond. As they got closer, they saw that it was a ghostly figure of Dave, <laughs> the cabin's previous owner. The group was terrified, and they tried to run, but they couldn't move. Dave's ghostly figure moved towards them, and they saw that he was carrying a key to the coffin. He opened the coffin and revealed that it was empty, except for a note that read, I'm always watching. The group ran back to their campsite and spent the rest of the night huddled together, too scared to sleep. In the morning, they packed up and left the woods, never to return again. Years later, people still report strange sightings and sounds around the cabin. Some say that if you listen closely, you can still hear the ghost of Dave's foot the sound of Dave's footsteps watching over his cabin and the coffin that still remains a mystery. Just look down. When you hear his footsteps, just look down and you'll find him. <laughs> yeah, it turns out it's just Tiny Dave. <laughs> okay, that's a lot of work to put a note in a locked coffin. This one should have been the best story due to the prompts that we decided that we're going to be in that one. Ended up being a bit of a dud, in my opinion. All right, we're now going to open it up to YouTube. So if you guys want type whatever prompts you want to put into uh, what should be our final story of the evening before we get into listener stories. And I will build the wheel. And one of you guys can uh, type it out and read it. And uh, yeah, we'll get that going. It. No, you can do it. I'm, regener all set. No, I'm regenerating this last story we did. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah, because I want to see if we can get a better one. <clears throat> oh, what, with those three prompts? Yeah. Nice. All right, so anybody in, in YouTube, you just type anything random. Yeah, we, we have tacos, tacos and a chupacabra, a cat named Phil. Papa Squatch wants Pokemon. <laughs> it's not allowed. <laughs> not allowed. Do you want me to read this uh, regenerated story while you type in the prompts? Necronomicon, which is a yeah. Evil Dead Word. reference. All right, so I, I regenerated this entire story. Because that's the, what the people really want. They want to hear the same story again, slightly different. Yeah, they want to hear it better. Well, they, well, Jesse has to put the prompts in. And you know that we figured out you don't know how to fill time earlier. You're like, everybody stop talking on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say that. I just said, hang on, because I wanted to <laughs> tweak something. In the depths of a dark forest, there was an abandoned cabin that nobody dared to enter. It was said to be cursed, haunted by the ghost of a man named Dave who had died many years ago. Nobody knew why he haunted the cabin but it was said he would appear at night moaning and groaning and that anyone who entered the cabin would never return. One day, a group of thrill seekers decided to investigate the cabin. They hiked through the forest and eventually found it hidden in a clearing. As they approached, they saw a coffin sitting outside the door. One, one of the group, a brave one in the group, they wrote word of this real weird. One person in the group, a brave young man named Jack, approached the coffin and peered inside. It was empty, but he noticed a strange smell coming from inside. It was like rotting flesh, but also something else, something that he couldn't quite place. Ignoring his unease, Jack pushed, the, pushed open the cabin door and stepped inside. It was dark and musty with cobwebs hanging from the ceiling and old furniture covered in dust. As he explored, he heard strange noises coming from one of the rooms. He cautiously opened the door and found himself face to face with the ghost of Dave. He was just as people had described him, a pale figure dressed in rags with wild eyes and a gaping mouth. Jack froze, unable to move or speak. But then something strange happened. Dave didn't attack Jack or try to scare him away. Instead, he beckoned Jack over to a corner of the room where another small wooden coffin was lying on the floor. <laughs> I swear that's what it says. <laughs> Jack hesitated, but something about Dave's ghostly presence made him feel strangely safe. He walked over to the coffin and opened it, revealing the mummified remains of a small child. Dave explained that the child had been abandoned in the woods many years ago, and he had taken it upon himself to protect the coffin and keep it safe from harm but he had been unable to rest until someone had found it and given the child a proper burial. Moved by Dave's story, Jack and his friends took the coffin outside and buried it in a nearby clearing, with Dave's ghostly presence watching over them. As they left the cabin and hiked back through the forest, they could feel Dave's presence following them, but it no longer felt threatening. Instead, it felt like a comforting presence guiding them back to civilization. From that day on, the legend of the haunted cabin was no longer one of fear and terror, but one of hope and redemption. And though they never forgot the ghost named Dave, Jack and his friends knew that sometimes even the most frightening things can have a noble purpose. Slightly better, still hated it. Okay. Yeah, it um, Do you want to tell it again? Or? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just roll it a third time. <laughs> God, I <laughs> wanted to change the small coffin to your coffin so bad. Mm. <laughs> 
I do like okay. that. Uh, so Kate tossed out Spoilsberry Toast Boy, and then Epsilon said, asked if she was a David Firth fan. Caught that reference. That's pretty good. Mm. All right, we actually know. got a lot of good ones here. So I have all of them in. I'm going to cut it off at the Drowned Man so you guys don't have to keep throwing them in there. Oh, oh, never mind. Ambidextrous moose is pretty great. I don't okay. really know what kind of ghost story we're going to get with that, but I'm I'm in for it. We might have to roll a couple here because this uh, this is a good list. It's a good list. I'm going to remove even better hometown ghost stories from this list because I don't think AI is going to understand what the hell that means since Papa Squatch just had another good one, and we should be good here. Okay, so let's uh, give it a spin. Let's do it as it goes around. I want to land on a bunch of these. We are starting with, ooh, a very Crying spooky one. Crying in the Halls. I believe that was one of Anna C's requests. And I got to give it to Anna C because she dropped a whole bunch of good ones. And I'm glad it landed on one of hers because she's been uh, she's been nailing it the whole time. All right, so that's one. Who's stepping this one in, Dave? Yep. Okay. Next one. Who else? The guy that's done every story so far tonight. I just offered it to you and you said no. <laughs> we have ooh. Necronomicon fun I'm, I'm down for a necronomicon story will ash make an appearance in this tale if not oh, chris jericho will chris jericho wow cody g suggestion there i believe which is uh chris jericho so ladies and All gentlemen right. for the third time we have chris jericho on the show yeah let's um let's make sure we lay out what we're doing so that when we clip this we can tag chris jericho in it and he can uh, see this ghost story that he made up, unless it's terrible, and then we will not clip it. Unless it's about Chris Jericho crying in the hallway. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> We're going to wait and see. But just in case, Chris Jericho, we have just created an AI-prompted ghost story where we picked random subjects, and our chat wanted your name in there, so it ended up on the wheel, and it got picked. And here we go. Don't let us down. Once upon a time... In a secluded boarding school, nestled in the mountains, there was a ghost that haunted the halls. The students and staff would often hear the sound of a woman crying, but when they went to investigate, they could never find the source of the sound. Rumors circulated among the students that the ghost was the spirit of a former student who had died tragically in the school many years ago. Some even claimed that the ghost was the result of a forbidden experiment involving the Necronomicon, a book of dark magic that had been secretly passed down through the school's faculty for generations. One night, a new student named Chris Jericho was walking down the hallways when he heard the sound of a woman crying. Intrigued, he followed the sound until it came to a door that was slightly ajar. Inside, he saw a book lying on the desk. It was the Necronomicon. As he approached the book, the crying grew louder and more desperate. Suddenly, the ghost appeared before him, her face contorted in agony. She pointed to the book and screamed a warning. The book is cursed. Do not read it or you will suffer the same fate as me. Chris, being a curious and adventurous student, couldn't resist the temptation. He opened the book and began to read the incantations. As he read, the ghost grew more and more agitated until suddenly she vanished into thin air. The next day, Chris was nowhere to be found. The other students searched the school and the grounds, but found no trace of him. They say that if you listen closely in the halls of the school, you can still hear the sound of a woman crying 
and the whispers of Chris Jericho's name. And some believe that his spirit is still trapped within the pages of the Necronomicon, forever cursed by the dark magic it contains. So the AI has no idea who Chris Jericho is, apparently. <laughs> but amazing story still. Yeah, it was. It that was, was actually pretty solid. Not bad at all. All right, uh, we'll do one more wheel spin. Uh, Rob, why don't you do this one? Because it's easier for me not to type these in and spin the wheel. Gotcha. And uh, yeah, we'll do one more and then we'll probably call it there because uh, yeah. Dave's connection has reached the witching hour. But we shall see. All right, ready? Yeah. All right. Oh, bacon's on the wheel. That's a shocker. I'm shocked our chat wanted bacon. <laughs> and guess what's going oh! on? <laughs> oh, it's going to go. Nope. Uh, no, it's still bacon. <laughs> Still bacon. That, that honestly, this is a perfect way to wrap it up. Got to have bacon on there. Yeah, you always wrap it up in bacon. Boom. Wrap something up in bacon. <laughs> All right, so... Oh, either one of these is going to be good. Yeah, I want Spectre, though. Spectre. And the final one, as it spins around... Oh, could have been Al Capone there, but it's not. Looks Ooh, like it's going to be Scarecrow. Should we add a fourth one just for fun? Oh, man, you're really trying to break this AI, huh? Let's see if we can make it happen. We'll we'll decide what it lands on if we want to. Please, please, please. Yes. You've got Al Capone and bacon in the same story. It's a hometown ghost story sandwich. <laughs> Love it. This is like the epitome of hometown ghost stories right there. Yeah, we're hitting we're hitting all of the uh, main stuff. Uh, Matthew, how did we not add Juicy Juice to the list? Missed out. Next time. All right. Take it away, Rob. All right. So it is finishing up, generating it, and here we go. Deep in the heart of the Midwest, in a small farming community, there was a legend about a ghost that haunted the fields. Some said it was the spirit of a scarecrow that had come to life. Others believed that it was the restless soul of Al Capone, who had been rumored to have hidden his stolen money somewhere in the area, but nobody knew for sure. One day, a group of teenagers decided to investigate the legend. They drove out to the fields, armed with flashlights and a sense of adventure. As they wandered through the cornfields, they came across an old farmhouse. The windows were boarded up and the door was locked, but they could smell the delicious aroma of bacon coming from inside. As they approached the house, they heard a strange noise coming from the fields. It sounded like a scarecrow rustling in the wind. However, there was no wind that night. Suddenly, a figure materialized out of the darkness, dressed in a tattered old suit, dressed in a tattered old suit and a fedora hat. It was Al Capone's ghost, and he was holding a shotgun. The teenagers froze in terror, unsure of what to do. But then they noticed that the specter was staring at something behind them. They turned around and saw a scarecrow moving towards them, its burlap head turning to look at them with empty eyes. The scarecrow was the source of the bacon smell, as it had been stuffed with the strips of, a deli of the delicious meat. It had been animated by an ancient spell, had become a malevolent force that haunted the fields. The teenagers quickly realized that they were trapped between the ghost of Al Capone 
and the haunted bacon scarecrow. But then something strange happened. The scarecrow suddenly burst into flames. And as it burned, the ghost of Al Capone vanished into thin air. As the flames died down, the teenager saw a figure emerge from the burning scarecrow. It was the ghost of a farmer who had been killed many years ago in a bacon-related accident. His spirit had been trapped inside the scarecrow, but now he was free. The farmer's ghost thanked the teenagers for freeing him, and he disappeared into the night. From that day on, the fields were no longer haunted, and the legend of Al Capone's ghost and the scarecrow were forgotten. But the memory of the bacon-scented scarecrow remained... A reminder of the strange and supernatural forces that sometimes lurk in the most unexpected places. That was fire. That was a banger. <laughs> so they they did blow it by not saying when he burst into flame that the smell of burning bacon was yeah, was, I was waiting for that. spreading through the field or something. Yeah, for sure. That's definitely the way they should do it. A bacon related accident. I, I need to know more. Yeah, what was the bacon related accident? Was it was it a Velisca bacon related accident? <laughs> I don't think the Velisca bacon was an accident. <laughs> <laughs> Chad is asking for one more, so uh, let's do that one more time. Rob, you're up once again. All right, here we go. All right, for the final one. All right, we have an erotic lamp. <laughs> this, this is the final one, though. <laughs> <laughs> it landed on it. it it did yeah all right so we have an erotic lamp the second one is going to be la llorona oh i think oh no i ended up on brothel not la llorona oh. sorry oh this is all coming up together right now and the final one will be <laughs> either one of these would be ridiculous but it looks like it's gonna land on disco music all right so <laughs> disco music it is all right Okay, so um, I, I I have ideas of where they're going to go with this one. Like, it just feels like it's pretty easy based the on way the... It tie, yeah, the way it ties them together is always cool. They do seem to take a predictable ending mm-hmm. each time. I'm sure you could just kind of, like, amend it and, and have it switch it up a little bit at the end. Yeah. In the heart of the city... There was a brothel that had been operating for many years. The building was old and run down, but inside it was a different story. The rooms were filled with plush furnishings and disco balls, and the sound of music could be heard echoing throughout the halls at all hours of the night. But there was one room that was off limits to all but the most discerning of clients. It was a dimly lit room filled with exotic artifacts and strange statues. In the center of the room was a lamp made of intricately carved glass and adorned with gold filigree. It was said to have mystical powers, able to fulfill the wildest of desires. One night, a man named Jack entered the brothel, looking for a good time. He was drawn to the exotic room the exotic room, and the erotic lamp. And he soon found himself in the presence of a beautiful woman dancing to the pulsing disco beat. But as the night wore on, strange things began to happen. 
The music became louder and more frenzied, and the lamp began to glow with an eerie blue light. The woman began to change, her eyes turning black and her skin growing cold to the touch. Jack tried to leave, but the door was locked, and he found himself trapped in the room with the demonic lamp and the possessed woman. As the disco music blared on, he realized he was in the grip of a powerful supernatural force and that he might never escape. But then, something strange happened. The lamp began to flicker, and a ghostly figure emerged from within. It was the spirit of a disco dancer who had died many years ago, trapped inside the lamp by a powerful curse. He had been forced to dance for all eternity, but now he was free. The ghostly disco dancer used his supernatural powers to break the spell and free Jack (laughs) from the grip of the erotic lamp. As the lamp shattered into a million pieces, the the brothel was filled with a blinding light, and the sound of disco music faded away. From that day on, the brothel was abandoned, its walls and halls filled with the remnants of a bygone era. But the legend of the erotic lamp and the disco dancer lived on. A reminder of the strange and supernatural forces that can lurk in even the most mundane of places. Holy balls. Well, that was good. And then out of nowhere, out of the blue, Demon King comes in perfectly timed on the brothel and erotic lamp story with a $69.69 donation. Thank you so much, Demon King. You're an absolute legend for that and easily takes the top spot as the top donor of the night. That was a fun story and it did tie in the way I thought it would too, where it kind of turns the erotic lamp into a cursed possession, if you will. Brennan says, so a fleshlight. <laughs> uh, no, it was John Travolta. It was John Travolta the whole time. Demon King, shoot us an email, please. Yes. Uh, I believe we had his information at some point. Yeah, we'll send you out some goodies for that donation. Thank you so much, dude. That was awesome. Very yeah. cool. Um, Dave, your connection looks like it's good again. So you were a little choppy there for a second. But if you want to try to read out that um, user submitted ghost stories, if you have those on the ready. A lot of people have sent us their ghost stories and our original plan with this podcast was to read these out on air. So that'll be the plan. Uh, And then we're going to try to read out more and more of them as we go forward. Sorry, as Dave's pulling that together in chat, just let us know if this is something you'd want us to do again, if you guys are having fun with this. I know I had fun for sure. Uh, Matthew, you do not have to top that donation for sure. You have done more than enough over time. We'll let Demon King be the absolute donator king today for sure. The only that. way to top that. that would be to donate uh, $6,969.69. That would be the only way. And I'm not saying that you should do it, but if you were thinking about doing it <laughs> and to top him, that would be the way to do it. But I'm not saying that you should. But if you Janice were. says she has some ghost stories. So, uh, so yes, yeah, yeah. send them over. Anything you got? You send them on Discord, send them to our email, send them on Patreon if you're, if you're a member. And uh, yeah, any way you can get them to us. We will read them if you like. So I did get permission from these two people to share their ghost stories. And uh, the first one is from Anna Campbell. She sent one over on Discord. Anna is a Patreon member. She says, I visited a used bookstore in Troy, Ohio with my BFF. That stands for Best Friend's Father, if you guys didn't know. BFF. I'm just kidding. It doesn't. I know what it means. (laughs) Your internet connection hated that joke and it's starting to mess up. (laughs) Is it... Should we wait on this uh, until 
Do you where, where are was you reading that? this from? Is it from email or Discord? Discord. Just copy and paste it and just send it to one of us and we'll read it. We promise the people. Yes. Yeah. We promise the people. Um while you're doing that, I'll thank our patrons unless you had yeah. something there, Rob. No, yeah. no, do that. That works. Yeah, for our patrons, uh, VIPs, we have Jeannie R, Justin T, Lisa J, Mike B, Mom and Pops W, Robert H, Stephen V, and our top donor of the day, the king himself, Mr. Demon King, absolute legend. We also have Allison V, Anna C, even better hometown ghost stories, Lily J, Jake V, Janice G, Mar F, Rachel B, Stephanie A, Sydney B, Al Capone, Anthony T, Ashley M, Brandon W, Brennan B, Cody, uh, Cody G, Captain McSlugs, Huggy Bear, Kiri Lee J, Mark M, Matthew T, Mariah M, Papa Squatch, Sarah R, Sarah, Scotty L, Solar Flare, Soph, and Hooper. For as little as $3 a month, you too can get on this list, as well as ad-free episodes, bonus content, early access, and our undying love and dedication to you. So thank you guys very much. Uh, Rod, I just Dave's- forwarded those to the email. The ghost stories email. And now you sound perfect, but we'll just, uh, just in case, we'll read it out. Yeah. So, and just for everyone that's wondering where to send your ghost stories, once again, it is hometownghoststories at gmail.com. Just the name of the store, just the name of the show at gmail.com. Okay. Dave, was your plan to read this entire thing? Like the first, second, third paragraphs here? We can read both. If you want to. Okay. All right, so Anna says, I visited a used bookstore in Troy, Ohio with my BFF, which stands for Best Friend's Father, and I was upstairs going through the bargain room when a, when a book fell off the shelf. It was just a mass, a mass market size book, and from working in a bookstore, I know it's common for these books to fall off the shelf, so I didn't think anything of it and said, nope, I don't need a smutty romance, and picked, up the, picked, picked the book up and put it back on the shelf. I went back to searching and the same book fell off the shelf again. I thought maybe I didn't put it back correctly. So I shrugged and said, really, not what I'm looking for. Once again, I picked it up and put it back on the shelf. After looking for a few more minutes, the same book fell off the shelf again. So I said to no one in particular, I do not want this book. And I picked it up and put it back on the shelf. But this time I laid it sideways, thinking maybe the binding of the book was weird and it didn't stand up well. It didn't fall off the shelf again. I just thought it was weird. After making my purchases, my friend and I left, and she asked who I was talking to in the clearance room, and I said, no one in particular, maybe the Cosmos or whatever. She laughed and said, oh, I thought you were talking to the ghosts. I explained about the book and what kept happening, and I didn't know the bookstore was haunted. She asked if I bought the book. Of course, I did not. LOL. I will send a story about our second trip to the same bookstore and why hubby says I cannot go back. My second trip to the, to the haunted bookstore in Troy, Ohio called around about books was not as eventful as my first. Once again, I was upstairs in the clearance room because I'm a sucker for a good deal. And my friend leaves me to go into the other room. I was being silly and started to sing all by myself to indicate to her that she had left me alone. I didn't feel anything or see anything in the store, so it wasn't uncomfortable or anything. We finished our shopping and checked out with our selections and left. I'm going to digress a moment to tell you that my husband isn't a believer so much in the paranormal and thinks all the shows I watch are fake. That could be us. 
Uh, he believes in <laughs> he believes in ghosts, but just not to the extent that I do. Also, our house was not haunted. I did not like the basement. I thought it was creepy, but it was built in the 1920s, and the wiring was so old uh, was old. So high EMF will give you that feeling. Okay, moving on. So fast forward to later in the day, and I had been home for most of the day. Hubby comes home from work and gets settled. I asked him if the house felt weird. He said, actually, yes. What did you do? I explained that I visited the bookstore with my friend and mentioned that it was haunted. He was not happy. Thought of it the rest of the evening. There was an energy in the house that was not there before. You could hear it moving in bumps every now and then. Around midnight, give or take, there was a loud thud or a boom and the energy was gone. It did not come back, thank goodness. I'm not sure what is at that bookstore, but I do know that I did not go home, quote, all by myself. I am banned from visiting that store anymore by my hubby. <laughs> she also said, nice. I love your podcast, and it has become one of my favorites. This is... Nope. nope, you're doing it wrong. Just That's a up. different one. Just shut up. The other one is from Allison Valley, who said, I love your podcast. Well, I bet Anna loves the podcast, too. Yeah, but she didn't say it, Jesse. <laughs> I'm sorry. This is all one email. I thought it was all from the same person. No. He, right. he, so I'm a good I, listener. You're not because I can't talk. Once again, I love your podcast and it has become my favorite. I love the paranormal stories, history, and discussions. I'm finally caught up on all the episodes and can't wait each week for the new episode. Five stars for sure. Hopefully it stays the same after this episode. These are experiences that I've had in the house I live in now. I was sitting on my couch in the living room waiting for my husband to wake up so we could go out to dinner. He was on third shift at the time. I looked out in the dining room. The light was on and I saw someone walk by. I said my husband's name a couple times with no answer. So I got up and walked into the kitchen. Now the light was off and no one was there. I was confused and walked down the hallway to our bedroom, and my husband was still in bed asleep. Another experience I've had, which is the most recent, is I was sitting on my couch watching TV. My dogs were on the couch with me, and no one else was home at the time. I heard noises coming from the hallway, like shuffling feet. Then I felt a then I felt as my cheek got very cold. I sat there not moving until the coldness went away. This has happened two other times. One other time on my couch on the other side of my face and one time when I was sitting on my bed. One of the times I actually put my hand on my cheek and the cold sensation went away. When my daughter was about 14, she was home by herself waiting on the bus for school. She went to the basement to get something, came back upstairs and turned the corner and saw an older woman standing facing her in the dining room. She said the woman smiled and faded away. A few weeks later, we were having dinner at my mom and dad's house, and I showed my daughter a picture of my grandma. She said that is who she saw. And that's the end of the story. That's a great one. Yeah, I had reached out to both Allison and Anna earlier this week to get their permission to share the stories and to share their names. And obviously they were both said yes. And I just, I thought we got a bunch of stories and I thought these two were... They're both more recent, but I thought they are both great, you know, yeah. for different reasons. The bookstore had a really creepy feel to it, and this one had a really cool ending where it was the um, the ghost of the grandmother, which I thought was really interesting. So thank you both for reaching out and letting us share those stories. Yeah, for sure. 
Uh, Stephanie says she has to dip out a few minutes early. Great show. Yeah, thank you. Well, you stuck around for a while. This is we're going on damn near two hours here, yeah. boys. So longer than I expected. Up, huh? Yeah, let's yeah. do um, let's do reviews next week. Yeah, on, we'll just hold on off from that. We'll be back on Friday with a horror movie review, and then back on Tuesday, back in the regular rotation of regular episodes. I believe Dave's up next. Dave, what are we covering? We're going to cover Charleston, South Carolina. Ah, very cool. Nice. nice. We've been there. All right, very good. So I think that'll pretty much do it. Once again, thank you to Demon King for the $69.69 donation, which was perfectly timed with the broth of stories. So thanks again, Demon King, and to everybody else, everybody on Patreon. Thanks so much. Make sure you leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe on YouTube if you haven't already, and we'll see you guys on Friday for a brand new episode of Hometown Ghost Stories. Bye.